0614-104-702. The Car Feature. In our car feature, I'm so delighted to welcome Melinda Ferguson, motoring journalist, to talk to us about all you need to know about the latest car trends. And maybe these are things you can add to what you already have or something to consider for your next purchase or things just to look out for. Melinda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, my darling. Happy Human Rights Day. Happy Human Rights Day. Indeed, Melinda. And I'm just, the reason I'm so excited about this conversation is because I absolutely love how the the, the evolving of technology has brought us many things in the car and motoring space that we didn't even know we needed. Yeah. I mean, it is quite fantastic. So, of course, when I was asked to do this uh, yesterday, I thought, well, let me just look at a few things. And the most amazing thing has been happening, Rafael, where is that a lot of things that I thought were new were in fact has, have been around for a very long time. So like, for example, the electric vehicle, you know, we all talking about EVs at the moment. EVs have become the big talk because of Eskom. Yes. <laughs> you don't hear one conversation in South Africa about electric vehicles without someone going, yeah, but what about Eskom? So while the whole world seems to be getting electrified, I mean, let's, you know, I think when I'm talking about the whole world, the first world, let's say, are able to afford the whole electric kind of vehicle revolution. And um, South Africa's really, we are really lagging behind. But what I found really interesting, I thought this was quite a new thing, you know, like when the Prius came out and the Leaf came out and then maybe in the 50s. But in fact, I mean, we could speak about this the whole show. Um, the, there were, were electric vehicles in the 1800s. Really? More than 200 years ago. Yeah. And I found this to be amazing. There was a guy, I think, called Robert Anderson, a British inventor, who made the first kind of very crude electric carriage. Mm. And then electric vehicles were really popular um, in the 1900s. It was only when Henry Ford with his uh, T Ford, I think that was what it was called, brought in this kind of gasoline engine, which was cheaper. Um, it, suddenly the electric cars which only had a very short range and obviously they couldn't go very fast, those very early ones. So, they, I mean, you, well, we are doing like a whole history lesson yes, here. Yes. I don't know if you realized that I was going to get this passionate about no, the, the I electric didn't, but, cars. So but, anyway. I, but I love that you, you, you really, really have gotten to a point of understanding because y- – Often you cannot look to the future and what we are enjoying today without acknowledging the past and where we come from. The past, exactly. So, I mean, just to kind of finish off with the electric thing, I think, honestly, when the when the petrol, I think it's all been really about fuel. And when the fuel, fuel was, when petrol was kind of discovered or when, when all those wells were, were squirting fuel in America and all over the kind of Arab world, it became such a big commodity um, to almost like lever as leverage for, for, for financial power that the petrol and the diesel kind of car really then just took over. But in the background, that electric car has always been a possibility. And it's very interesting now 
with all the, I think, tensions around fuel. I'm not so sure if it's to do with being nice to our environment. I always think that things are being driven financially. Of course, at the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah, it's a business. Suddenly, the electric car is now going to have to be what everybody has, and that's going to cost a whole lot of more money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. Okay, so another one... um, um, that I've, I, I'm so fascinated about are your air rides and your air suspension. Yes. Well, darling, <laughs> amazingly, I also thought air suspension has, you know, been around maybe for the last 20 years. I know all the latest Audis and the Mercs and the Beamers mm. have got this, like, adaptable air suspension and you can, you know, you can go on any surface and you're going to have this smooth ride. But in fact, now we go, I'm not going to give you a whole history lesson, but I'll just tell you that in 1901, another British dude called Archibald Sharp, he actually patented the first um, uh, pneumatic or hydraulic apparatus, which was like a kind of a form of air suspension. Mm. And then there's just many of these guys in the in that early time like more than a hundred years ago we were forming these kind of technologies that we are using today without even really realizing that they've been around for a long time so just help us understand what we see when we think air rides because the first thing i always think about when i think about suspension is a Snoop Dogg or a Dr. Dre music video back in the day and the car is like got these hydraulics going up and down. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, not quite. But 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 basically, I think that's the idea. But, but the purpose of air suspension is to give you a smooth ride, really. Yes. So, I mean, and that you get more of a constant ride quality rather than sort of this bumpy. I mean, if you only have to go in one of these really... Of sort of basic buckies which have yes. got no air suspension and then you're like knocking your spine and your ass <laughs> is getting really sore you know you don't have air suspension yes. so it's really about like the smooth ride and i think the very premium cars are obviously all about feeling as though you're just like gliding like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg kind of kind of intimate with that little cartoon thing that you're telling me about. <laughs> well, it 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 is it was a vibe. Like I kind of feel like I would do that. Just be there at the robots in traffic, you you know, waiting yeah. waiting for the guy who is on the street to just direct traffic and then just have my car going up and down to entertain. Um now let's talk about the fact that cars can have connectivity themselves outside of just your phone. Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic thing. I don't know if you remember the first time you, you used Bluetooth on your phone, um, which seemed like such a miracle. I mean, what was this thing called Bluetooth? It just kind of came around. Um, I, I think come it was, from it, the it, era of infrared, where you could point the the digital diary to your friend in class and write a message so by the time we got to bluetooth it was like wow things have changed (laughs) i think i came a little bit before the infrared i think we were just sending each other messages on tins and and pieces of string (laughs) goodness so 
<laughs> yeah, no, not quite, but still, I mean, you know, so the Bluetooth thing came around in phones in around about 2000, but um, it wasn't until like around 2010 that Chrysler, um, actually, no, darling, it was around 2000 that Chrysler put the first Bluetooth kind of hands-free phone thing into their car. And they developed a Bluetooth-capable system in, in, in just at the turn of the century, like so around 2000. Mm. And it was for a while only Chryslers that could that had this type of technology. But, I mean, today, I don't think any car doesn't have it. Even your rental that you pick up at the airport in the lowest rung, you can still put, you know, you can do Bluetooth on your phone. And then, of course, Android Auto and um, Apple CarPlay, I think that came around about five or six years ago. I have where not experienced uh, the Apple CarPlay. Can you share with us what, how it works? Oh, my word. <laughs> I mean, what are you driving, Rafael? Where <laughs> can you tell me? This is why I have you to be able to advise us on all the new things that we need to do. Yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of people go, what is this thing? But most new cars that are actually even the very entry-level ones are are offering. Um, so if you've got an Android phone, obviously like a Samsung or an Apple phone with um, Apple CarPlay, you basically are able to mirror your whole phone into your infotainment screen. So if you are using Google Maps on your phone or you're listening to your own music on your phone by linking your phone with a cord. So you have to do it through a cable. Once it's been, it, once the, the, the car sees your phone, then basically you've enabled Android, Android uh, Auto or Apple CarPlay. And then basically you can literally do everything like you'll get your whatsapps coming through you can see your emails i mean not that you should be like reading emails while you're driving but obviously this technology is now being able to kind of really have your phone and your car almost acting as one i would like to invite all of the listeners to give us a call a notable one double eight three oh seven oh two sms us three one seven oh two any of the questions or some of the things uh, car trends you would like to raise and mention or send us a whatsapp oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two seven oh two the car feature Yes, it is the car feature on 702 Afternoons with myself, Rele Bukhile Mabucho. And today we're talking about car trends. We're taking your calls, your SMSs, your tweets, your WhatsApps. 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp 0727021702. We're joined in this conversation by motoring journalist Melinda Ferguson. And we've touched on a couple of things. And one that I'm quite interested in is getting a sound out of your car, like a specific whoosh sound melinda why would anybody want to get a whoosh sound is this like a common thing for people to get a specific sound out of their car and and i'm assuming this is part of the air ride suspension Jeez, i never even knew about the whoosh but before we even get into the whoosh i need to apologize for calling you a feel <laughs> i must be because i'm in like i'm in the 
cave. <laughs> so I'm a little bit like in the dinosaur ages. And I was, um, yeah, you, you remember there was a refill in on Cape Talk. Yes, I'm really yes. Sorry. No Level, problem. Me. <laughs> no I'm problem. So sorry. No problem. The the, okay. the the information was so enticing. I didn't want to interrupt anything. So this <laughs> no, whoosh it's very sound. Bad. Yes, this whoosh what sound. What is this whoosh sound? What is it? I don't even know about this. Now so, this is very confusing. So it is some kind of air ride suspension that you can get fitted into your car and you'd hear wow. some loud whoosh sound similar to that yes. of, you know, when those big golden arrow buses doors open and you get that whoosh, Ah. Apparently you can do that. Well, I mean, why would you? That's my big question. Because, like, I mean, would one want to have a wish? So maybe it's got to do with some kind of pneumatic suspension. Possibly. Because I think, yeah, those buses. And I do know that pneumatic and hydro-pneumatic suspension deals with some kind of compressed liquid Mm, mm. instead of air. So normal air suspension is dealing with air. And then the pneumatic one is dealing with, with kind of compressed liquid. So perhaps there must be some kind of compressed liquid that gives your car the ability to go that kind of bus whoosh mm. as the doors open. Yeah. So one more. Well, you, you've just taught me something. There, there you go. So one more that I'm fascinated about, which is quite trendy in these modern cars, are these larger screens. So fewer physical buttons and controls. Yeah. Everything is a massive screen, but can I tell you what my nerves are about these massive screens? So I remember mm. when I was transitioning from what was then the very popular BlackBerry to an iPhone. <laughs> and my worry mm. was, but if something happens to the screen, now you can't do anything. So my worry in a, yeah. in a physical car, if everything is now touch screen and a massive screen is that if that thing malfunctions, what can I do? Maybe I won't even be able to see how fast I'm driving. You absolutely make an amazing point there because everything seems to be doing away with all the knobs and the buttons. Um, I mean, in the Gulf 8, I think one of the biggest shocks for all of us journalists was going from the Gulf 7 the Golf 7.5, and and then suddenly we had the Golf 8, which had done away with all of its knobs and all of its buttons. And suddenly there were just like layers of screens that to change the climate, you have to go there and there. And all I wanted to do was just make the car a little bit warmer. (laughs) But it was taking me like flick, flick, flick. So, so yes, there is a huge trend now just to go completely screen and buttonless. And I think that if that malfunctions, say your screen, I don't know, bursts or something happens, you'd actually be in a lot of trouble because you wouldn't be able to change anything besides like steer and maybe put your car on. But you wouldn't be able to see your fuel consumption, your speed you were driving if you were, if you were doing, you know, if that screen in front of your steering wheel malfunctioned. So yeah, I, I think that that's one of the things with all this technology. There is a sense of like, are we not just getting a little bit too clever with ourselves? This is true. I'm, I'm a purist. I mean, I still prefer driving manual and just, I like feeling things and just being old school in that way. But I do appreciate technology. Final thoughts just for the listeners, Melinda, on, on, on car trends and maybe what, what, um, they should consider getting onto or don't even bother going there. 
Well, look, one one area I really think there's been incredible development and it's all been for the best is the sort of autonomous safety systems. And I always tell people, because I do do a lot of, you know, reviews of cars and that kind of thing, that you've got to, there needs to be at least some of the very basics in your car because, I mean, your car is your place where you are probably at your most dangerous because of all the idiots driving around you. So stuff like auto emergency braking, forward collision warning. I mean, I love that device where you get your car basically either almost stops or at mm. least goes into a kind of like beeping mode when something you nearly bash into the car in front of you. you and, know, and, because and, someone so, will stop. and so many of those safety features um, that you can find, unfortunately, we've run out of time. But thank you so much, Melinda Ferguson, uh, for coming to chat to us, motoring journalists on our car feature for today. And that is it from us on 702 Afternoons. We're back tomorrow.